Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. <clears throat> the JRE Review podcast reviews uh, the best of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast for the week. It's a review show, okay? It's like how uh, events are for the news. There's no direct correlation, but interesting things have happened, and I want to talk about it. Sometimes I have guests on, um, friends of mine or just fans of Rogan that want to talk about particular episodes uh, that they really enjoyed. This week's episode is podcast 1188, Lex Friedman. Um, Lex is a physicist that studies artificial intelligence, uh, or maybe he is more of a computer coder. Um, basically what he does is he spent his life trying to understand and create AI, artificial intelligence. And he's a super interesting guy, so I can see why Rogan wanted him on. Um, he, he was talking about taking the angle of learning a lot of philosophy to understand consciousness. And consciousness really is, as far as these AI guys can tell, is, is the center point of what artificial intelligence is gonna be. So how do you make some sort of consciousness? Well, first you have to understand what it is. So he's been listening to people like Sam Harris and very smart people that study the mind. And that's kind of the angle that he takes uh, towards solving this problem. So I found that really fascinating. Um, they move on to talk about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson for a bit. Uh, Neil always comes up because he's a very smart dude and has great theories on things and and all things science. And they were talking about how he loves to shit on movies. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Rogan not that long ago. And one of the things he says he doesn't do anymore is talk about movies uh, because people get mad at him, uh, which I think is quite funny. One of the ones they get into is that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. And uh, <clears throat> Neil was saying how, to Joe, he was saying how silly it is that all the space stations are so close together. It wouldn't be like that. And it's just one of the things that, that he pointed out. And then, uh, and then Joe wanted to talk about that the newer Aliens movie uh, that it had the robots in. And that was like a version of AI, but one of them was very creative, but there was a problem with it because he would, he was so creative that it made, it made uh, the robots act kind of messed up. I don't know if you got, I think that one was called Prometheus or something. Good movie. I really liked the character that played uh, the robot too. And then there were two types of robots in there. One was a newer model, but didn't have the ability to be creative. They took it out. So it was more like, more like a kind of like server robot. And, uh, you know, they like battled it out. So it was like a good representation of like AI and what it could do. Um, of course, with like a Hollywood twist on it. But uh, yeah, I definitely like that. Joe talks a little bit about his very first jujitsu class uh, to Lex and really how his background in martial arts was honestly useless up until then. So Joe Rogan studied Taekwondo and was very good, like national level um, good from like the ages of, I think, 15 to 21. And it really shaped a lot of how he sees the world and understands things. But when he got to jiu-jitsu, he was up against a guy of similar size and he just got demolished. The guy could do anything he wanted to him. 
And if you've ever trained jiu-jitsu, you know that is the case. It's very humbling. It makes you realize that it isn't. there's no brute strength stuff. You can just learn um, the, the skills of movement and... And it's, it's just like being a human being that trains is all you need. It doesn't matter what size you are. Um, yeah, I've even seen people that have disabilities, like a shorter arm or like a, like a bad leg. And uh, they've trained a long time and they're pretty handy. So uh, they can even adjust um, jujitsu for, for those different reasons. Um, Joe and, and Lex kind of had differing viewpoints from what I could tell on this podcast about when AI was coming about and what it will be able to do. And Joe was saying that AI will eventually be able to approve on its own design limitlessly, like a limitless understanding and just keep improving on its design and make itself, therefore, um, infinitely powerful and intelligent. Lex wasn't feeling that. He didn't, he didn't almost... I feel like he almost doesn't believe that they're going to be able to make AI in any terms, or at least for a very long time. Um, he was talking about how uh, neural networks, which are like the ways we see AI now, kind of work in two ways. One is competitive self-play, and the other one is like massive input. So competitive self-play was a cool thing that he talked about, and it was about how the AI in, oh, and this only really works if you can simulate the world, like a game of chess or Sudoku or something like this. Well, I guess not Sudoku because you don't play against somebody, but any game where there's like two sides, right? So like maybe like backgammon or chess or those sorts of things. And what would happen is the computer will then play against itself in many, many different ways and see all the different ways that it can win. The problem with that sort of problem solving is in the real world, there's way more variables. So you can't just run those until you can understand the whole picture of that simulated world. Uh, so that's very difficult right now for AI to do. Another thing is the mass input. So that means if you want a program to know the difference between a dog and a cat, it's probably going to need like 10,000 pictures of each one, dogs and cats to be able to be sure that it could tell the difference. So if that's all well and good, if you just wanted to do that, but if you wanted it to be able to solve lots of different things and be able to tell the difference between all kinds of different, I mean, it, it would be so much data it would have to store and process that it's just not really very effective um, direction of that. Then they, uh, they talk a little bit about Black Mirror, that really creepy, fantastic kind of sci-fi show that's about, uh, I guess it's sci-fi, it's just kind of about technology in the future. But one of the really good ones is called Meat Eater. And uh, why it's good is it uses a robot that's very similar to this like dog-style robot that Boston Dynamics has. But what it does is it's hunting humans. If you haven't seen that episode, make sure you do. It's really very good. And um, uh, Joe was just saying, you know, how long will it be before we can make something like that? Lex didn't really have any sort of an answer, but he did say... In all intents and purposes, the, the machine's capabilities were like they, they have machines that can do all those things now. It just can't make the decisions required to kind of run around and figure all this out. 
Um, next, they talk about the worry and the fear of AI. Um, obviously, Elon Musk is scared of ER, um, AI. Sam Harris, same thing. Um, and in a way that they were saying that it's not always a good thing to pursue technology, right? For example, like nukes are bad, but we have them. And um, then Lex basically says that it's inevitable because AI started with our desire to create the gods. So in a sense, it, it was like a, it's kind of a creepy quote, but a, a really good one all the same. Because it's like we want to make the things that are kind of better than us in a weird way. Um, but again, talking about, you know, machines that can like hunt us down, Lex made it very clear that he's not really concerned about AI. In fact, Tim Kennedy, a UFC fighter and a special forces guy, he was like, Tim Kennedy will be more dangerous for the next 50 years. Obviously, Tim will get old, but he's just saying military guy being able to use his human brain to chase you down. And chances are they're just going to augment the soldiers rather than replace them with robots, at least for a very long time. Um, Lex's real concern is drones. Drones, he was saying to Joe, uh, are a potential uh, concern. And um, and and that's, that's kind of it. Th then moving on, Lex started to just talk about how he positions his own life for success. And Joe said at the end of the day... Um, you know, being a celebrity is almost like a cheat code, which I found quite fascinating. And, um, you know, you want to work hard. It, the end result isn't just you laying on your back with somebody feeding you grapes all day. You're not going to feel good about that. Doing things that are hard uh, should never stop. And in a way, scarcity is an excellent driving force, right? So you take someone like Joe Rogan. He has, he has you know, really all the money you could ever need and then all the opportunities to do things you could ever want, but he still brutally works so hard, you know? And it's like, what is that driving factor? What is that piece? And he makes it clear that it's really not anything special. It's just that he does it. He just does it. And kind of in a way, every day, every week that he does all the work that he does, his working out, his jujitsu, his comedy, his podcast, the UFC, it, it just becomes a part of him. And then that's that's how he gets it gets it done. Finally, the end was something quite funny: AI for sex bots, right? So of course it's going that direction. Eventually they're going to make sex bots. Talk about it now. Women hate it. If you're out there and you have a girlfriend and you talk about, hey, honey, will it be bad if I ever get a sex bot? Guaranteed they're going to hate it. They will hate the idea of it because they talk about how it will probably make them insecure and the sex bots can look however you want. But my theory is that the women are going to get one too. One that sits there and listens and looks hot and does everything they want. And um, that's really it. Um, but anyway, it was a great episode. Lex is a fascinating guy. I can't wait to hear more about him and have him back on. And see how his research expands and the things that he learns. And, and just him as a character. He's a young guy. So I hope he gets a voice and uh, more chance to hear about him. He really should have his own podcast. I found him. He was very shy and calm sounding, but uh, he was excellent to listen to. And I would love to hear more about what he's up to. But anyway, thank you so much again, guys, for listening. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Cheers.